Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the Totally Useless Information Podcast with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And today on the show, we'll talk about these topics. Oh, Canada. Stroll down Penny Lane with Beatles facts with our very special guest. We will open up the science lab. And take a walk around the globe with geography. Listen, laugh, and learn with season three, episode 14. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. The Totally Useless Information Podcast, hosted by Nick. And Roy. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. We're really excited because, once again, we had to clean up the studio because we have a guest this week. We got a guest. Who is it, Nick? He is none other than Jeff Samet of SiriusXM's Canada Now. Jeff Samet. Oh. oh, my God. It's good to see you guys. You know, normally I'm hosting my show and you guys are special guests on a weekly basis on my show. And. You guys have flipped it. You've turned the tables, and now yeah. I get to be on your show. All the pressure's yeah. on you. If if people don't know, uh, once a week, Nick and I, I believe it's on Tuesdays at 1.30, we are on Jeff's show on Sirius XM. It's uh, on Sirius XM. The channel is uh, Canada Talks, channel 167, and the show is called Canada Now. You guys supply us with totally useless Canadian information uh, so it's uh you guys have been such a, a great addition to the show and i absolutely love having you guys on i look forward to tuesdays just because of you guys so so oh, thank okay. you guys uh, not only well, for having me today but uh as much so for for coming on on a weekly basis it really it really makes my week thanks guys jeff are you on five days a week monday to friday noon to 2 p.m eastern noon to 2 p.m and that's 167 guys sirius xm 167 Definitely hit up and listen to Jeff's show. Awesome show. A lot of fun. We have a blast with you. We, we enjoy doing it. So, Well, and it's worth the price of subscription. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you listen to my show, and then there's this kid, Howard Stern, that's doing quite well. Ooh. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's an up-and-comer. He's not going anywhere. But I'll tell you where we're going. We're going north of the U.S. border because on Jeff's show, we do useless Canadian facts. So in that honor, in your honor, Jeff, we're doing this. All right, here's my first Canadian useless Canadian fact. Go for a walk. People tell me go for a walk, and I go, you know, all right, I'll, go, I'll do that. If long walks on the beach are your thing, and it is for me because I'm a romantical person, uh, Canada is a place to be. The country has 243,000 kilometers of coastline. That's the longest in the world, okay? At a pace of about 20 kilometers each day, it would take me 33 years to walk the whole coast. 
The shores of 52,455 islands are a big part of what makes the coastline so long. A lot of islands, but at 20 kilometers a day, you can enjoy the sights for 33 years. So I'll start walking. See ya. Bye. Okay, I'm going to give one to Jeff. How's that? And and it's in the same realm as what Nick was just saying. Canada is bigger than the entire European Union. Most people don't understand how big Canada is, including Canadians, because they all seem to live in like one spot. But 30% larger than Australia, okay? It's five times as big as Mexico. And and just a, a little teaser, I got something about Mexico that's going to freak you out in the show. And it's the same size as 81,975 Walt Disney Worlds all put together, 81,975 Walt Disney Worlds. And still, it wouldn't be boring. See, now that fact, that fact is, is frustrating to me because living here in Toronto, the next time I'm in traffic, I'll be thinking about how big a country Canada is. And I'm stuck in traffic. I'm stuck mm-hmm. in traffic. There isn't room to move around. It's so no. frustrating. It is. Yeah, you all live on top of each other. Although Toronto's a great town. I just purchased a donkey there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Uh, you can't do this on... on... Wow, you, went, you had to go with the donkey, didn't you? Who's the ass now? Uh, you can't <laughs> do that on Bank Street in Ottawa. Although it's unknown why this bylaw still exists in our nation's capital. Now, I'm also in Toronto. That's why I say our. It is illegal to eat ice cream on Bank Street on Sundays in Ottawa, okay? But, just so that you know, it only applies to Bank Street and on Sundays. So you eat your ice cream on another day, on another street, and the ice cream police won't arrest you. You get arrested for that. Why that came to be, I, I, I wonder. Because they want to confuse people in Canada to have their Sundays on Mondays. Oh, yeah, but what if you're going to Sunday school? Then what? Oh, well, you can't have ice cream. <laughs> Guess no. not. Not on Bank Street. No, not on no, not on Bank Street. Yes. Bagel I wonder Street? if there are any like ice cream parlors. Do we call them parlors? Ice cream shops, ice cream places That's that a great are point. on Bank Street. Because mm. they're like, well, seriously, really, I can't open on Sundays. Seriously? How old are you, are you Jeff? Like 90, 95 years old? He's like ice cream parlors. Ice cream parlors. <laughs> ice cream parlor. I don't know. I, I don't. Where would I ever use parlor? Okay, let the sun shine. Estevan, Saskatchewan. I love I love saying the names of some places in Canada. Estevan, Saskatchewan is reportedly the sunniest place in Canada with 2,537 hours of sunshine per year. Nick told me about this nudist beach. What's the name of it, Nick? Hanlon's Point. Hanlon's Point is Canadian's mooniest place. It's a nude <laughs> beach. <laughs> yeah. A lot of donkeys exposed. <laughs> yes. Now, if you are selling... If you are selling sunscreen, that would be the place to be. Mm-hmm. What did you, what was it called? Estevan? Estevan, Saskatchewan. There you go. Estevan. Um, oh, yes. You know what? You would, you would, you look like the guy that would be standing outside a place that, that sells sunscreen where you'd be yeah. like, hey, you want me to lay, put that on for you? You need a little help? Right. Can next you reach to, the, your back? Next to, a black, next to a black van with duct tape and rope. 
Roy's the type of guy who who drive down Bank Street in Ottawa in an ice cream truck on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Just Saint to mess John. with people. That's right. That's right. Uh, in St. John, Newfoundland, farmers are not allowed to ride their cow around town after 8 o'clock in the morning. It is forbidden. Not only mm. are residents forbidden from driving their cattle around town, they're also not allowed to keep a cow at home. Mm, no. Don't want to have them in the house. That gives new meaning to driving a cattle lack. <laughs> With power steering. Those of you who are still listening, you're listening to totally useless information with Nick and Roy. And that other voice you hear this week is our best friend, Jeff Samet, who is a host of Canada Now on Sirius Channel 167 on Sirius XM. And uh, he's joined us. And the reason why he's joined us, other than us hanging out and having a great time, he is a huge Beatles fan. Roy's mm-hmm. a Beatles fan, as am I. So we are now about to embark a very cool segment of the show, which is useless Beatles facts. And Jeff, because you are our guest, you'll go third. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just getting kidding. ready. <laughs> All right, Jeff, go ahead. Go ahead, okay, Jeff. No, no, you, you that's okay. First. So here's here's something that happened. This actually happened on my show. Like this isn't something. I have a bit of a theme to the facts that I, that I, I would be uh, giving you guys. Uh, I I went with a, a song theme. Like I wanted to come up with facts about various Beatles songs, and uh, one that I didn't know. That I didn't read about. I'm not sure if it's in, in any book. Uh, apologies if you did know this, but I didn't know it. So I had Peter Asher on my show. And Ooh, Peter oh, Asher, cool. of course, of Peter and Gordon. He's got a show yes. on, on the Beatles channel on Sirius XM. So I had Peter Asher on my show. Of course, we were talking Beatles. And he was telling me a, a story because, of course, his sister Jane, Jane Asher, had gone out with Paul McCartney. And Paul used to stay over at the Asher house all the time. They, they, they loved him. And Peter Asher's mom, I believe, was like a, a piano teacher or played the piano or something. And nobody ever used the piano. The piano was in the basement. She was the only one that would ever use it. Anyway, so she had this piano in the basement. And Paul was really the only one that would ever use it other than her. So when he would stay over, he would often hang out in the basement and just kind of noodle around on the piano. There were times where he would actually do a bit of writing. Every once in a while, John would come over. John Lennon would come over, and as Peter Asher was telling me the story, he would say, you know, sometimes John and Paul, they would get together, and they would they would be writing. There was one time where they were writing, and they were in the basement, and Peter was home, and Paul knew Peter was home, and Paul said, you know, yelled up to Peter, said, hey, Peter, come down and hear this song. So Peter came down, and they had just written this song, and they played it for Peter Asher, and uh, and it was I want to hold your hand. And so I said to Peter, "Are you telling me that you are the first one to have ever heard the song I want to hold your hand?" And he paused and thought about it, and he went, "Why? Well, suppose that's true." Wow. So Peter Asher was actually the first person to ever hear the song I want to hold your hand. Can you imagine being the first person to have ever heard a song? That everybody knows in the world and, and and generations have since heard of. Have you heard Have you heard this show? You've heard my jingle, science, science, science. I, Nick was the first to hear that. <laughs> right. Yes. And I've been in therapy ever since. I know you've heard of the Beatles, right? Yes. Everybody's heard of the Beatles. Heard of them, yes. But have you heard of Johnny and the Moon Dogs? 
No. No. What about the Rainbows or no. the British Everly Brothers? I got news for you. When John and Paul finally got together, the Quarrymen was John's band, but when they got together, Paul said, uh, this is my friend George Harrison, so now they started the band, and of course, I think Best was still the drummer, but Ringo comes along and they said, we got to change the name. Why don't we call ourselves Johnny and the Moondogs? And they did for like a week, and then they called themselves the Rainbows, and then they called themselves the British Everly Brothers. But John was really like into the fact that Buddy Holly had a band named The Crickets. And John said, wow, what a great idea. We'll call ourselves The Beatles after like a bug. So they believed that John picked the name because he was so in love with the music of The Crickets. And so that's what he did. So they changed the name from The Quarrymen to The Beatles. Finally, after a few months of calling themselves Johnny and the Moondogs, the Rainbows, and the British Everly Brothers. Really. That's a great name. The Beatles, I bet you it bugged the hell out of Buddy Holly. <laughs> <laughs> the song, Hey Jude. The Beatles recorded four takes of the great long song, Hey Jude. That's the kind of song that if you were a disc jockey on the radio and you really had to go to the bathroom, that's the song you put on. That and American Pie. Because it's like American. six, seven minutes long, right? <laughs> so you, you play Hey Jude. There were four takes to Hey Jude. The first was selected as the master, with the drums intended to be absent for the first two verses. Paul McCartney began this take unaware that Ringo Starr was not where he was supposed to be, even though the drums don't come in until later. But <laughs> he was unaware that Starr wasn't even there because Ringo Starr went to the bathroom. He needed to go to the toilet. He went to the loo. <laughs> so they started the song, and two verses in, Ringo Starr makes it just in time, and as Paul McCartney once recollected, he said, he was tiptoeing past my back rather quickly, sat down, and performed right on cue, and started the drums in Hey Jude after the second verse. You're listening to Totally Uses Information with Nick and Roy with our very special guest, Sirius XM's Channel 167, Jeff Samet, and he has some more Beatles info for us. Go, Jeff. I got to piggyback off of, of your uh, Hey Jude fact, and many know that Hey Jude was uh, was written by Paul uh, for Julian Lennon uh, because uh, John and uh, and Cynthia Lennon had broken up, of course, Julian Lennon's parents. And so that was it was supposed to be called Hey Jules uh, for for Julian Lennon. And they, they ended up cha changing it to, to Hey Jude. And while it was, you know, as Paul said, written for for Julian Lennon, John actually started thinking at the time that maybe Paul had had written it for him. He began thinking it was it was really about him, and uh, and going off with Yoko because of the lyrics. Like the, the, there's the lyrics, "You have found her, now go and get her." So John kind of thought, you know what? It, it, that's kind of given me the courage to 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 be with Yoko and to be openly uh, with her. And of course, a lot of people were were upset by her and claiming she she was the person that broke up the Beatles, uh, which is not necessarily true. But anyway, that lyric actually gave John a bit of the strength to, to move forward uh, with his relationship with Yoko Ono, thinking, like a typical artist, hey, everything is about me. And that's what John Lennon uh, thought, mm. at least for a time, about Hey Jude. Cool. Well, what about this? What was the biggest mistake in music history? The date was January 1st, 1962. It was New Year's Day, and I wasn't even born yet. 
Wow. Cool. That's how far back this fact goes. <laughs> so it was New Year's Day, January 1st, 1962, and Decca Records had some auditions planned for that day. The lineup was two groups, the Tremolos and a new group called the Beatles. They chose the Tremolos. Because, wow. and I quote, they said, groups of guitars like that are on the way out. <laughs> And so, of course, the guy who probably did that audition was probably placed against the wall and shot by three people with guns <laughs> from Decca Records. <laughs> he was forced to sit in a room with musicians with guitars for eight hours. Oh, Can you man. imagine that? This guy chose the tremolos over the Beatles. Who are the tremolos? Nobody will ever know who the tremolos are. So you saw the Beatles before they hit it big. What'd you think? They didn't do much for me. <laughs> he said, ah, you know, I was the second one to hear this song. I want to hold your hand. <laughs> <laughs> didn't think much of it. Yeah, it's exactly what happened. You know, and this on this show, and totally useless information with Nick and Roy with special guest Jeff Sabbath this week. So we're, we're not playing any Beatles music, if you notice, because for copyright reasons, right? So we are the only radio show about the Beatles without playing any Beatles music, and it is the most popular so far. Everybody's heard it anyway, so why would we play it? Exactly. <laughs> why bore them with the music? Uh, not everyone, speaking of not being big fans, not everyone in jolly old England were fond of the Beatles. In fact, the BBC banned their album, I Am a Walrus, because it referenced knickers in the lyrics. Okay. They also banned Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, Fixing a Hole in the Day, and In the Life, as they all according to the BBC, refer to drugs, and you just can't have that. So the BBC yeah. actually banned yeah. their album. They didn't, just say, they didn't just say knickers either. They said you let your knickers down, which really implied you right. pulled your pants down. Uh, Jeff, you were saying with your next Beatles fact here on Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. I got one for you. So I've talked about this on my show. The Beatles had actually broke up as a result of a concert in Toronto, and I had uh, the concert promoter at the time, John Brower. He had organized this big rock and roll festival, and he it was kind of like a, a rock and roll revival. Maybe that was called. I I can't remember, but it was a it was a, a rock revival. So uh, so and he had brought in like Chuck Berry and like so, some icons, and he happened to invite John Lennon. He thought, well, let's swing for the fences, right? John Lennon's a big fan of, of Chuck Berry and all those, so uh, let's invite him. Well, sure enough. John Lennon is interested. He wants to come. Uh, but the rest of the Beatles didn't want to come, right? So uh, so he came, and uh, John was quite nervous about it, but he brought Yoko, of course, and he, he brought his own band. I think Eric Clapton was part of the band as well. He brought his own band, and he was super nervous about it, like really nervous, because he had not performed without the Beatles before. But things weren't going so good with the Beatles at the time. Uh, they, they hadn't been talking for a little while. And so he brought his own band and it wasn't until like he performed and he got off stage where he was feeling good. And because he was feeling good about that performance, he went from Toronto to London, met with the Beatles within a couple of days and said, guys, we're done. And that is actually the concert that he broke said, up the Beatles. Guys, guys, we're done. I found this new guitarist and he's pretty decent. His name is Eric Clapton. <laughs> yes. George knew him. This just in big news. This oh. from Mr. Starkey's Ringo Starr's mouth. He says 
that John Lennon did choose the name The Beatles. And prior to this one, I said that he chose it because of Buddy Holly and the Crickets. Well, this just in. Mr. Starkey says that he actually chose it from the Marlon Brando movie, The Wild Ones. It was the name of the rival gang. They were called The Beatles. And it yeah. was his favorite movie, yeah, John's favorite movie. He loved it. Yes, he loved that movie, and that's that why he that chose the name of the Beatles. Yeah, that's right. That w- that was included in the Beatles anthology, and they showed a clip of it. And you know, the the, the actor an actor in the movie was saying, "Come on, we're all Beatles. Come on, guys, we're all Beatles." That's right. It rings a bell. Mm-hmm. See. So I even during the show. I actually fix all of my mistakes during the show. Yes. (laughs) No, I have the donkey on the internet. (laughs) It takes him a while, though. The hooves get in the way, you know. (laughs) Thank Uh, God for spell check. In the album Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club, immediately following when they completed that album in the wee hours of April 21st, 1967. I was four years old, actually. The Beatles... Came from Abbey Road Studios, and they went to Mama Cass's apartment in Chelsea, where they flung open the windows and blasted parts of the album, and they played to the to the neighborhood, and everyone opened their windows, and they were the first ones to hear the album. And wow. I guess that's maybe that's where the that, that was the early days of streaming music. I don't know, maybe there were about seventy people on the cover of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album. Some of the famous people include Mae West, Edgar Allan Poe, Bob Dylan, Marilyn Monroe, Laurel and Hardy, Karl Marx, Oscar Wilde, and Albert Einstein. So check out the album cover. You'll see of the 70 people, those are some of the famous ones. Honestly, I think that's the best Beatles album. Abbey Road, to me, is, is a close, close second. The flip side, most people that don't know what a record is don't know what a flip side is. But the flip side of Abbey Road was the first album I had ever heard that just kept going. There was no breaks. It just kept melding into the next song, which was great because I was so stoned that, you know, I was sitting there smoking illegal substances. And it just was like, I was like, wait, wait, the song didn't finish yet. And like two hours later, I'm like, wait, wait. (laughs) (laughs) So on that lovely, lovely note, that wraps up this segment of Useless Beatles segment which um, we are really thrilled to have our, our friend Jeff Samet, who's host of Canada Now, Channel 167, Sirius XM uh, on the radio. It's worth a subscription. Check out his show weekdays from noon to 2. And as we mentioned, we're on every Tuesday at 1.30 with useless Canadian facts. Now, Jeff, normally we ask, uh, we tell our guests, you know, hey, thanks very much for joining us. And then uh, we ask them to you know, go ahead and leave the studio. But you're more than welcome to stay. We realize there's nothing normal about you, Jeff. So this is why we're asking. Yeah, we we just fit right in. We we just <laughs> we decided to to extend the invitation. So would you like to stick around? Please, that'd be great. Thank you. So that you know, accommodations for our guests are provided by the guests because we have no budget. Um, <laughs> but since we're you're listening to Total Uses Information with Nick and Roy, let's find out about some science. Einstein was a moron. All the jingles we have on the show and all the intros, I think that has to be the most popular because anyone that I talk to about the show, they say the one we love all the hear all the time is 
science, science, science. And how long did that take you to write? Two minutes. Two minutes, yeah. I'm like John Lennon. I just take, take, <laughs> yes, pop him out, pop him out, pop him out. Or like Paul uh, McCartney. It's like uh, yesterday. It just came to you in a dream, and you woke up uh, early one morning and just Jeff, jotted Jeff, everything please down. Please stop going backwards. Let's talk about today, not yesterday. <laughs> What's well, a long and winding road you're going down? Yeah, we want to live in the now. <laughs> let's get back. All right, let's get back. <laughs> See, me and Nick have like this. Really, honestly, it's a mental disorder. But, yeah. Ask the donkey. <laughs> Ask the donkey. That's a new segment. Ask the donkey. Eat all. <laughs> Chalk. Uh, yes. You know what uh, used to be written on blackboards, but until the politically correct said that it causes asthma? Okay. Okay. Hey, hippies. No chalk anymore. Asthma's still on the rise, and our kids are getting stupider. <laughs> so now the hippies, they banned chalk because of the asthma thing. But I'm just getting like, you know, I'm sorry. I'm, I just get crazy. But back to the chalk. 100 million years ago, an algae called Cocolithophorus, ready? Cocolithophorus, okay, lined the ocean floor with this white, oozy substance, okay, which covered and which was then covered by sediment, then baked in for like 100 million years, and that is where chalk comes from. It comes from Cocolithophorus. Or as we say in Liechtenstein, Liechtenstein! <laughs> Good. Good, Nick. Almost twice as many serial killers were born in the month of November than in any other month. Scientists have studied this, and they realized, for whatever reason, twice as, almost twice as many serial killers were born in the month of November than any other month. If you were to take one teaspoon of a neutron star... Okay, I don't know why the hell you'd want to do that. But if you were to take one teaspoon of a neutron star, it would weigh, get ready, six million tons. Oh. It'd have to be a pretty damn strong teaspoon. Okay, one teaspoon. Can you imagine the Starbucks barista, or whatever they call them, <laughs> baristas? How many sugars do you have? Like, I'll take one grande. Well, how many sugars? Well, I'll take uh, two, please. And they'll be like, okay, well, here you go. Um, <laughs> wow, that's pretty interesting. When you're laughing at a joke, it needs activity in five different areas of the brain at the same time. Okay? Laughing at a joke needs activity in five different areas of the brain at the same time. Unless, of course, you're listening to our show, and then it's down to three. <laughs> or maybe not even that much. <laughs> Scientists say in 2.3 billion years from now, the sun will have grown so large that it will be too hot to live on the planet Earth. So my question is, why the hell are we trying to fix global warming? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it's like trying to fix a roof on a house with a bad foundation. Look, let's just give it up. So in a billion years from now, when you Canadians are feeling the same heat that we feel in Florida every damn day, you still got like a billion point three left, and we can all just throw our plastic bottles wherever the hell we want. Yes. <laughs> so when you said that over over time, the, the sun will grow in size, is that what you said? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know why, because of all the Milky Way bars it eats. 
What are you talking about? My son was a little baby. Now he's six foot four. That just proves it. There you go. Yes. For meeting all the, you, you get that Milky Way bars. Yeah. Okay. That actually hit maybe one portion of my brain. Nick doesn't understand. It has to be funny to hit all five. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Um, so Jeff, I'm sorry. You you were, you were you saying something about the sun? What? I just blurted out. Here comes the sun because I wanted to throw in a Beatles reference. Of course. Ah. See, he thought that was pretty good. Go on, Nick. <laughs> people cry because they're happy, and people cry because they are sad, and people cry because, again, they listen to this show. Uh, when crying from happiness, the first tear will come from the right eye. But if you're crying from sadness, it would fall from the left eye. Is that a right brain, left brain thing? I'm not sure, but according to scientists, and, and if uh, the next time someone's laughing because of happiness and they're tearing up, chances are it's coming out of the right eye first. If they're well, from happiness is the right eye. That's correct. And if it's sadness, it's the left eye. I, I, I cry myself to sleep every night. So tonight, you know, as, I, as I'm bawling, you know, when it comes out of the correct eye, we're like, Nick was right. I can't believe Nick was like, I text him right now. So wait it's for the really text sad tonight. when you get scientific information from totally useless information with Nick and Roy. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's sad that Jeff cries himself to sleep every night. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I kind of feel bad for him. <laughs> and, and it's the other way around where his two young boys will put him to sleep. They'll, they'll, they'll read him a, a bedtime story. Babies, babies, babies. We all love them. They have 100 more bones when they're born than adults. As babies age, their bones fuse together. The cartilage actually fuses together and becomes bone. And by the end of the process, you will have 206 bones when you become an adult. So why not just leave babies? This is my thinking, see? I don't know if it's a little crazy, but why not just leave the baby in the womb for a few more years? Okay, this way it can come out all put together. <laughs> a baby is the person that will never be pregnant. <laughs> if saliva cannot dissolve something, you can't taste it. Simple as that. If saliva can't dissolve something, you can't taste it. Because of the enzymes in your saliva, it breaks it down and it enables for you to taste it. Without saliva dissolving it, you're not tasting it at all. I think that's bullcrap. Really? You ever put like a piece of metal in your mouth? You could taste metal. <laughs> no, I've, I've had people stick like the front of a gun into my mouth, but that's another story. <laughs> and poll. And now for something completely useless. Tiny crustaceans have been detected in the tap water in New York City. Now, what? Yes, tiny crustaceans have been detected in, in tap water in New York City. And while those creatures pause no threat whatsoever, okay, so the water is safe to drink in New York. So those of you who are still listening in New York, don't worry. You can drink the tap water. However, technically, they are disqualified from being considered kosher. What? So Manhattan tap water is not kosher is what we're saying. Because of the crustaceans and, and uh, crustaceans or, or, uh, or seafood or whatever or, or uh, sea creatures are not considered kosher. So technically... Manhattan tap water is not kosher. What do Hasidic Jews do to, like, let's say, boil pasta or make matzah soup? What if they boil it? What do they use? I don't know. I'm not sure. But this is the you can't boil. You can't boil the devil out of water. <laughs> <laughs>
Roy's Jeff's tried. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. Polar bears are so perfectly insulated that you could use an infrared camera and you would not see them on the landscape of the ice. That's how well insulated they are. They do not let heat escape from their bodies. Okay? That is a true fact. You can use an infrared camera and you would not see the polar bear. Nothing escapes from their body. Unlike me, which gas. Gas tends to escape from my body. <laughs> and then the, the heat camera would catch it. You're listening. Yeah. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. We are heard around the world. Throw away your totally useless GPS. It's time for geography. So get lost with Nick and Roy. Yes, Jeff, people tell us to get lost all the time. Uh, this fact mm-hmm. comes to us from one of our listeners. Dave Bradley in Toronto writes and says, Hey, did you know that the area of the world ocean is about 361.9 million square kilometers, which covers 70% of the Earth's surface? I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. But according to the NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, 20% of the seafloor has been mapped to modern standards. However, only 5% of the ocean has actually been explored. 5%? Only 5% of the ocean has actually been explored out of the 20% of the seafloor that has been mapped. Now, I want everybody to understand that we have Jeff on our show today, Jeff Samick from Sirius XM 167, and he has been the model guest, I mean, he is actually sitting in the background taking notes as though we're going to give him a test or something afterwards. I don't what? Know. We are. He is writing. Oh, he did. He just, we can see him now. He's taking notes. Yes. Therefore, you can, you qualify to get, to receive your very own TUI diploma. All right. Well, if you're taking notes, Jeff, then begin to take notes now because this one can get a little confusing. Okay. What do you mean by that? There is an island. Within a lake, within a lake on an island. Now, understand, there's like a lake, mm-hmm. then there's an island right. inside of a lake, right. inside of an island. Okay. And that there's only one place on Earth that that is. And it's in the Philippines. They actually have this lake inside of a lake, inside of an island, right next to the uh, customer service um, building where all the phone calls go from, like, Cablevision and... <laughs> all the cable companies, yes. <laughs> oh, no, but anyway, in the Philippines, this place is called um, Vulcan's Point, and it's a crater that is a lake with a small lake inside of it surrounded by land inside of a lake. Right. Make any sense? A hundred percent. The cookies, Fig Newtons. Now you're thinking, wait a minute, we're not doing food in this week's show. We're doing geography. Well, Fig Newtons were created in 1891 by the Kennedy Biscuit Works in Cambridgeport, Massachusetts. They named many of their other cookies by nearby towns and almost called these cookies Fig Shrewsbury. But no, Newton won out. There's a town in Massachusetts, Newton, And that's where the cookies Fig Newton's name came from. Fig Newton's were one of the first commercially baked products in America. Fig Newton's. Really? Wow. If not for Fig Newton's, would you have 
would you even know what a fig tastes like? Oh, I love figs. Well, um, yeah, I love figs. Personally, I love black figs, mission figs, the the other fig. I love figs. I I could eat figs all day long. No, I grew up in, a, in an Italian household um, because my family's Italian. Imagine that. Um, wow. And uh, and we uh, and my my father particularly, he loved figs. So I was exposed to figs way before fig newtons. In fact, if we ate fig newtons because it was a cookie wrapped around it, we weren't allowed to eat them. So we only allowed to eat figs in our household. He had a fig tree in his backyard, which your dad used to cover up in the wintertime. That's right. He remembers that. Yeah. So Roy and I, I remember that. Roy and I are friends for more than 40 years. We met in high school, and, uh, and I think it, it feels like the first day we met 40 years ago. Yeah. You know, it's funny, too, Jeff. One time I went into Nick's house, and Nick's father with the Italian accent said, Somebody's been stealing my figs. And I had the figs on my face from where I ate most of them. <laughs> okay, the Pacific Ocean is shrinking. This is a fact. You heard it here and you heard it from me. So start getting nervous. <laughs> Asia, <laughs> Asia is getting closer to North America every year. In fact, it moves three centimeters. Being that I'm from the United States, I have no idea what a centimeter is. I always thought a centimeter was those little bugs I kill. What's, how big is a centimeter? How big is a centimeter, Jeff? Two and a half what, centimeters one, is an inch, I believe. Two and a half centimeters is an inch. Hmm. I believe so. So I've been lying for a long time. <laughs> right, all right. Einstein, it's 1.18 inches. Go on. Oh, 1.18 inches. See, Nick... Thinks, Nick tries to make people think he's smart, but he's using the computer. At least Jeff had the intestinal fortitude to let us all know that he knows nothing. <laughs> what? W wait a minute, Jeff. Did you just say he has his intestinal fortitude? What, did, he, did he have a gut feeling? So three centimeters a year, Asia is getting closer to North America, which is really bad news for all the Chinese takeout places in California because soon the people will have the real thing right there. They'll be able to just walk right. <laughs> That's not bad enough. Hawaii may end up somewhere in Siberia. <laughs> Saudi Arabia is the world's largest country without a river. They ain't got none. It might have a lake. How could it not have a river? If it has a lake within an island, within a lake, it doesn't have no rivers. But if it has a lake, it'd have to have a river running to the lake. I don't know if they have lakes. There's no rivers. Hold on. Let me let me let me get another drag off this joint. <laughs> I'll figure this out. So if they have let's say they were to have a bunch of lakes, you'd think they'd say, could we just name this a river so we don't have to be the place that doesn't have a river? No, 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 no. It qualifies as a lake. We have to keep it as a lake. No, but just name it a river. Just call it no. a river. It does, no one's gonna check. No, no, no. Yeah. You can't get away with that stuff, Jeff. You can't get away with that stuff anymore, like telling people, oh, it's uh, like 15 centimeters. Nobody believes it anymore, Jeff. <laughs> Russia has 11 time zones. Oh. There are only 24 total time zones in the entire world, and Russia has 11 of them. Okay? It's so huge. So while someone in Russia is having a 7 a.m. breakfast... Someone on the other side of Russia is telling their kids a bedtime story. Wow. Can you imagine that? They tell their kids wonderful tales of the, the Bolshevik Revolution and the loving tales of Stalin's tenderness towards the people. 
It's yes. great. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Frederick August was a French sculpture, and we all know on this show. If you if you're new to the uh, to the show, welcome. Those of you who have been faithful listeners, thank you. Roy, what do you think of the French? I love the French. I love their bread, their fries. I even love that French water Peru. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Frederick August was a French sculptor who's universally best known for designing. He was a sculptor or the sculpture itself? He was the sculptor. Um, the sculptor. I guess you could say he was plastered. Yes. <laughs> and he was from Paris. He was plastered in Paris. <laughs> Now, Nick, I used all five areas. <laughs> so he was a French sculptor who's universally best known for designing liberty and lightening the world. You're thinking, well, what the hell is that? I've never heard of that. Well, you may not have heard of it, but you've seen it. It's commonly known as the Statue of Liberty. The original name was Liberty and Lightening the World. It's now called the Statue of Liberty, and there's still a dispute going on on where she stands. Is she in New York waters or New Jersey waters? So they're, they're arguing over it, and the New Jersey people are like, hey, yo, she's with me. And the New Yorkers are like, forget about it. I got news for you. How about we do a test? We let one, two or three people from Jersey and two or three people from New York try to swim. The first person that gets to the island can claim it, which nobody ever will, because that polluted water will kill anyone. <laughs> <laughs> So I will claim it for Florida. Yes. Okay. In Mexico City, get ready, guys. This is another fact that should get some people nervous. Mexico City is sinking. What? Okay. So now Asia is getting closer to L.A. <laughs> Mexico City is sinking, but this is serious. Originally built in 1325 A.D. I did some homework on this. Okay. By the Aztecs. Who then they filled in Lake Texacoco. Okay, Texacoco was the name of a lake which they don't have in Saudi Arabia. Right. So they filled in this lake and they built a town on top of the lake. Okay. In the last sixty years, Mexico City has dropped thirty-two feet. Oh. Now this is yeah. not like centimeters. Okay, this is serious. They dropped thirty-two feet. So now if we do some simple arithmetic, we'll add 32 feet with Trump's 30-foot wall. That's 62 feet. They'll never get over it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they'll swim under it. But can you imagine Mexico City is sinking? It, it sunk 32 feet in 60 years? Yeah. I mean, in another 60 years, they'll be like saying, who's that guy with the pitchfork and the horns? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is, it, is it climate change? Honestly, God's honest truth, I really did some research on this because I couldn't believe the amount. Wow. It Actually, the lake is underneath the, the soil. And so as they use the water, the, the soil is compressing down because the water is no longer there. So eventually it'll hit the bottom of the lake, I guess. And, you know, I mean, that's... Did you ever fly into Mexico City? Yeah, I flew in in 1986 into Mexico City. I swear to God, the pilot lives like... Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be uh, doing our final approach into Mexico City. Hold on for dear life. Ah! And the plane went. Ah! I mean, literally, this jet had like lines coming from the side of the, the wings, you know, and blood started bursting out of my ears and people were screaming. And, and that was just because of the burritos. 
Well, look at that. We are absolutely out of time on this show. I can't believe how quickly it went. We packed a lot of stuff here, but we uh, we had a very special guest, our friend Jeff Samet from Canada Now. It's on Sirius uh, XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us this week and helping us out with some Beatle information. Well, thanks for this, and, and thanks for letting me hang around as well, because it was a, a unique opportunity to listen to the podcast in a, a, a very different way. So I, I appreciate it. And boy, it's nice to, to match uh, the, the faces with the voices finally. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. Cause we're on your show and uh, uh, guys, if you haven't heard Jeff's show, one sixty seven series radio Monday through Friday, tune in, listen to Jeff's show. It really is a good show other than on Tuesdays when we're on, which kind of brings it down a little bit, but whatever. <laughs> Thanks for having me as well. But we promise you, we will scour the internet far and wide for more useless information for you next week. So in the meantime, go to nickandroy.com, nickandroy.com, tell a friend about the trend by sharing and subscribing. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 